As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome into the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. It is the Week 11 recap. I am the Welsh. That is the Sealy and the Funston. We're thying it this week. We are breaking down all of the action and all the players are breaking down. I don't know why we have so many injuries at this point in the season. Luckily, it doesn't seem like uh, they're too crazy significant or anything like that, but there are a couple for us to chew on. Jake, how are you coming out of Week 11? Are you coming unscathed? Are you are you solid? <laughs> I mean, it depends on what league you're talking about. Uh, the flex the leagues I'm going about. The, the uh, flex leagues I'm going down by the week. Funston knows this. I tried to trade with him a few times. I was just losing pieces left and right, and I was like, "Hey, anybody want Cooper Cup for two weeks? Maybe at the end of the season, <laughs> like please." And I'm just, I, I legitimately that that team has just been dealt the well, the ICCU, the IC Curse as everybody knows. That's just what that one's. The home league went so sideways that I already sold that one off. You know that. The other leagues I'm doing, like those are my two that I care the most about, and one's done, and then the other one I'm like, like I'm that cat hanging on on that poster trying to like and then CBS I'm doing okay with Jamie I made a trade with him I do that one every single year and a bunch of others like most of them in the playoffs but the two I care about the most are the ones that are like going the most frustrating you know fun fact too on that CBS one uh Bogman in some capacity did it Bogman's carrying me at this point well did he tell you that no no (laughs) here's what I know is because Bogman somehow had my login credentials and when you guys signed up, logged me in. So I get every single update from your league and every single update of move that you guys do. And somehow I can't get taken off of it. So I'm like, ah, Jake and Jamie just had a move there. There's a trade right there. And I see all your guys' moves you're rocking. That is a uh, nine-player IDP league. And it's like Bogman no is carrying the hell out of that team because I'm good for like three or four. I, like I don't know half these dudes. Like I mean, I know the players, but I don't know if they mean anything in IDP because I don't, I don't have time for IDP. And you know what? Hey, shout out to my boy Bogman. Uh, week 10 was the number one IDP ranker in the land. I don't know how this uh, current one. That was uh, the week that we scored out. over 200 points. <laughs> <laughs> he was the best there. Uh, no bigger frustration, though, 
than when you play in a multitude of leagues. I know probably plenty of people playing, playing like one or two leagues, but you know, guys like us will tend to play in a lot of leagues, but the ones you care about the most, it'll be like the home league. And that one that just is in your craw that you want to win. When those go down the drain, you could have 10 other leagues where you're winning and you're just like, just doesn't mean, doesn't mean the same. It's just not the same. Brandon, are you in the same uh, boat here? Are you just killing it? How many uh, leagues did you have? Do you have this year too, by the way? Uh, well, how many I have? I have seven seven that i'm i really care about uh well i I, that would be that'd be wrong to say i really care about all seven of those but um (laughs) frustration is uh the one league i care about the most is this is a week i decided to sell Najee harris at a discount oh we're gonna talk about him yeah i it's it's a league where i just i have i have like no wide receivers and you can't pick any wide receivers up off the waivers because there's nothing good out there so i traded him for alan lazard and uh And this wasn't the week. I mean, Lazard had 11 targets, but there was a lot of, uh, I don't know, acrimony in watching those 11 targets. Uh, Under, so, yeah. Understandable. And a couple of weeks ago, that obviously would have made like a lot of sense in the trajectory of where Najee was going. And we're going to talk about him. But there was, like I said, there was a lot of frustration coming off of this week because there were tons of injuries that took some players just even out for the game that might have hurt your week in a really, really critical time. And some might be uh, a little bit more longstanding. The injuries, as we know it, that are probably a little bit more impactful. Justin Fields uh, suffered a shoulder injury, carted out towards the end of the game, and after the game said that the pain is really bad. Uh, we are awaiting. We don't have anything currently as we're doing this on what type of you know severity this injury is going to be. But obviously, if he's off the field, we're, we're barely bringing back value in Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet. You know, Dave Montgomery and Khalil Herbert are going, but this offense runs completely through the running of Justin Fields. So if he's going to miss any extended time, just real quick, I didn't want to, I don't want to break down every single one of these, but um, Jake, if Justin Fields is out, is this going to be a team wide downgrade of every single player? Or do you think maybe the team gets to more passing? Do you know who the backup is? Trevor Simeon. There's your answer. This is just drop the grenade in and watch the whole thing and run the other direction <laughs> as the cabin blows up. Cause it's like it done. Goodbye. Uh, maybe David Montgomery, be- only because Cleo Herbert's not into the mix. So you're talking about uh, Damian Pierce. Like that, the downfall of Damian Pierce would be the downfall of David Montgomery. Like Damian Pierce was a non-factor in Week 11 because the team's so bad. But he gets all the touches. You know, David Montgomery's still going to get all the touches. But you have the risk that you get one of those awful weeks. But he would still be usable. But yes, Trevor Simeon, a quarterback, just blow up the entire thing. It's also not a Trevor Simeon offense. That's the thing. It's like this is Justin Fields' offense. So. I think that, you know, you lose Lamar Jackson, they turn to Huntley, same style offense. You lose Fields, you're not going to ask Trevor Simeon to run 100 yards in a game. It's just not going to happen. So, yes, this is run for the hills. I am super concerned about this one, though, because it didn't seem that bad. But the way he got hit and for the way he's holding his shoulder kind of makes me get those Tony Romo collarbone feels, which would just be awful, especially with what we've been having for Fields. But, yes, this is potential panic level threat level midnight as office fans will know <laughs> yeah th- this uh this one has multi-week vibes written all over it and is going to kill two super flex teams it's a collarbone it could be the season yeah yeah it could be the season and it could be really 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 bad and obviously like what is the brandon what is the one guy that you're going to feel good about i mean simeon's you know passing isn't something that's going to make us feel confident about darnell mooney maybe cole Komet's value could stay saved if they're going to play safety net stuff but is it david montgomery or khalil herbert's yeah. return or or nobody it's david montgomery uh because you know 
Khalil Herbert. Well, yeah. What's the what's the latest on Herbert? When's he expected back? It was four weeks. He was put on the IR. Yeah, so he's he's out for the next three weeks at least. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, look at the and the Bears are. It will probably be in a situation where you know why are they going to rush anybody back who's sort of banged up? Uh, I, sure. I think you know, and it's kind of the same thing with Fields. Even if, you know he could be out for the season. Like even if he wasn't, maybe he could play. Like again, why would you? You saw enough from Fields now to know. Okay, we can work with this guy. So yeah, I think it's I think it's David Montgomery, maybe Cole Komet. I mean, uh, I, Darnell Mooney was starting to roll, and I, that certainly kind of rains on his parade a little bit. But like Montgomery won, I think Komet can still salvage some value as well. Yeah, and there's the Bears' offense being able to move. I mean, how many times if you've watched a Bears game does that offense stall, and then Justin Fields can just turn it around for 15, and he can get the first down and get them going again? So. Uh, very, very worrisome. Probably has the biggest impact potential for us to watch for. We did get one answer, an unfortunate one, to a big injury. Wondell Robinson had a huge game. He had the breakout game uh, over double-digit targets. He had nine catches, 100 yards. But unfortunately, paired with that is a torn ACL. And his season is mm. done. So we don't get to enjoy the exploits of Wandell breakout time and the offense finally circling around him. So this will just be a lot more Darius Slayton, who, by the way, Darius Slayton has been pretty good over this last little bit and is definitely a serviceable okay. option, probably even more without Wandell uh, in the offense, right? More? I don't know. I think his role stays the same. I think that's just like what steps up next. And it's going to be that mix of Hodges and Richie James and all this mm. other nonsense of the world. Uh, it would be great if they could get Daniel Bellinger back. But Slayton is Slayton. Slayton's not going to, for all <laughs> intents and purposes, like well, I, well, I'm I was gonna say I think it might downgrade him because you don't want him getting extra t attention. No, I'm just laughing because I always I'm I'm you know on these Monday podcasts I just get done um, editing Michael Selfino's scouting notebook from Sunday and he just came off calling Darius Slayton. We got to call him a wide receiver too now, and uh, <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't know if we're gonna. I don't know if I'm. How many apologies did he have for the Jets? <laughs> he does manage it. and Zach Wilson write up every week. It's like that's a uh, hundred, two hundred words that are really unnecessary at this point. But you know, you more apologies than yards in the second half for the Jets. Which one? <laughs> yeah, Which was exactly. more? I don't know. Do you know the Texans only had five yards at their first half? That's <laughs> five. One, two, three, four, five yards at the end of the first half. By the way, uh, just as the side tangent we're having right now, Baker Mayfield's seven games this year versus Zach Wilson's seven games, almost identical, and Bakers are almost. They're, they're actually a little bit better, which is how sad Zach Wilson is. I mean, the, also, I didn't put it on here because I didn't even really know the context because one of the things we try to do here is we try to do a heavy focus on uh, the fantasy impact, but I didn't even know where to go when bringing it up. But the Zach Wilson stuff is a disaster, the, especially the idea and the accountability of like them asking, hey, you know, does the offense have any role in this? Do they let the defense down? He's like, nope. It's like, no, no, no. It's the exact it, opposite. It, and it was Wilson kind of freaking a, out. I, it was a, a pretty blanky question i will say it, like i get what he and i guess the middle the immediate he was frustrated at the end of the game but to be like do you think you let the defense down that's kind of a blank question that's a, yeah kind of a no duh, right like <laughs> sort of a no duh, like, <laughs> like it's such a loaded and you know the answer question but yeah zach wilson's been awful like and now he's got all of his wide receivers calling him out like you it, yeah. it's no different you know, people want to say is, is, is like you have a rookie calling you out the defense down absolutely Oh, yeah, 100%. You saw that stat, right? If the Denver Broncos scored 18 points in regulation, yes. they'd be 9-1. and one. 
<laughs> I did not see that stat. Oh, yeah. Unreal. If the Broncos scored 18 points in every single game in regulation, they'd be 9-1. and one. Wow. Bronco Nation wants to ride that bad. That's unfortunate. <laughs> Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Um, all right, let's press through these other injuries and not talk about Zach Wilson. The other ones, just to sit on, Matthew Stafford suffered a concussion in the game. Bryce Perkins Shut came in just team. like everybody expected. Boy, <laughs> they looked awful, by the way. Um, Joe Mixon suffered a concussion, which brought Samaj P. Ryan in, who we're going to talk about. Kyle Pitts believed to suffer an MCL strain. I don't know if it's 100% confirmed. Um, they did acknowledge that he had avo- he avoided like a serious knee injury, but an MCL sprain looks like it's out there, which would probably be a couple weaker. If you didn't listen to me to drop him for six straight weeks, now you can officially move on. Now even a more excuse, just move on. <laughs> the idea of being bummed about <laughs> Kyle Pitts being injured, I actually think, not to be crass about it, but I actually think it's like, it's a relief. Like you should feel open if you were still holding on tight to Kyle Pitts, you're probably you're free to go pick up Trey McBride or you're free to go no, pick go up just pick up Jawan anybody. Johnson, who is Jawan Johnson every please. week is getting like 40 yards every week. He's like 30 percent rostered or Taysom Hill, who looks like a legitimate like the Mark Ingram role now as a backup running back to Alvin Kamara. Like you pick up a Saint tight end. I'm not going to talk about them in the waivers, but we can talk about them here. Right. Do you know where now. Jawan, Jawan Johnson is on the year? I think he's a uh, tight end four or something. Six. 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 Funston wins. Wow. Six. Yeah. You know, fun fact, too, his the betting market hasn't caught up to him either. His props were two and a half receptions and 24 and a half receiving yards. I was talking about it on Sunday and he smashed the receiving prop on one catch. And then he I mean, he's not blowing away with big catches. And no, stuff, but, but it's he's three straight weeks player. of 40 yards and three straight weeks with a touchdown. Exactly. He yeah, is a, a top end tight end. Uh, OGP on on that with at like 25 mm. yards for him. And uh, who was the tight end he was going against? forget who who um uh higby yeah and so higby hit it late but it was like 30 for higby and 25 for johnson by the way the top end tight end that's that's that's, that's just only because it's tight end (laughs) (laughs) you're scoring you're getting 40 yards every single week you're top end tight end it's you know how excited you are for four catches and 45 yards from a tight end it's huge it's absolutely huge yeah we did it all right so those are some of the injuries uh, to sit on that uh, Sunday night football game had a lot of stuff for us to unwind and unpack. And let's start with Kadarius Tony. Jake Kadarius Tony, <laughs> 0 for 1. I think he got ruled out in the game, and yeah. people were not happy. Even before the injury, though, just not a part of the offense. Our guy Sky Moore just appeared out of nowhere. Five catches, 63 yards. He had six targets. So is it Sky Moore over Kadarius Tony season right now? 
Yeah, it's irrelevant because if Juju Smith-Schuster's back this week, that's all that matters here. And honestly, right. it's not Sky Moore. It's Justin Watson. Justin Watson mm. was out there as the three, and Justin Watson was out there more than Sky Moore and had his work even before. But Sky Moore's role or style is similar to Kadarius Tony. but I, Justin Watson, until Miko Hartman comes back, even with Juju Smith-Schuster, would be a three. But if Juju Smith-Schuster comes back, that kind of clouds everything again because what does it turn to? It's the old offense. If it's Travis Kelsey's the one, then you go to Juju and then the rest, which is part of the reason I didn't have a ton of interest in Tony until Juju got hurt. Uh, and then unfortunately, Tony got hurt because that's just what Tony what does. does. Like Tony, Tony, Kadarius, Tony or Jose Reyes. Like who's who's worse to like holding Ooh, up those legs? Drop a Jose Reyes. <laughs> well, I mean, at least Tony's at least there's a there. decent body of work from Jose Reyes before his yeah. legs gave out on him. But yeah, no, well, they, they were hit, they were like every other year with him, and then he like he hurt his quad, and then tried to run differently, so he hurt his calf, and then he tried to run differently, and then hurt his quad again. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but at least as, he had like a sixty steal season or something. On that's the foot. yeah, that's you know, he, yeah, he had a fine. super impactful couple seasons. I mean, it, it like if Tony stacks some of these on, like when Tony scored that first, time, I was like, oh my god, it finally happened. But you, the real is like he'd only this is like a second year, so it's nothing too crazy. Your thoughts on Tony? Well, I just think that Casey uh, like. Outside of Travis Kelsey in the passing game and Isaiah Pacheco now looking like a safe 12 to 15 carry guy is like just turning on the little bingo thing where all the balls are flying around. Like you just grab one out and that's that's the person that like there's a way. How are you predicting Justin Watson and Jody Fortson are going to be, you know, second and third leading receivers that Jarek McKinnon, who had eight targets in each of the previous two games had one target and zero catches, and he was the only running back targeted. Like, that's just from week to week is so random outside of Kelsey. And now I would say Pacheco's like the second most, you know, steady thing you can hang your hat on. I agree with Jake. When Juju's back, I'll be back in on Juju. But, like, all these other ancillary parts are just that. And if you're starting them, you are you're you should know that there's a considerable amount of risk that you're taking in doing so. Do either one of you think that – because there was uh, plenty of people, not saying anyone here, but there are plenty of people that believed – regardless of Juju being there, that Kadarius Tony on this offense was going to be a force and was going to be a thing. Do you think Kadarius Tony is expendable to the point if there's something else, if there's something nice out on the wire, you would drop him to make that move? I, I think, you know, when guys like Kadarius Tony, they can have a like specific kind of like skill sets like that. They're horizontally that can hurt you, you know, vertically the speed and stuff like that. I think they're just brought in for key moments in, in, in places, you know, that like it's nice to have that, you know, a little up your sleeve trick that you need, but I just don't know that he's like, you know, you can think about him in a way where you're really hanging your hat on him week in and week out. I think they're just happy to have him when they need him. Maybe similar to like what Miko Hardman was, was when Tyreek Hill was in that offense. Like Miko Hardman yeah. never got anything going. He would just be, you know, thrown out into pieces. Also, okay. you mentioned okay. what's that? Well, can we can we win? Thank you. We would just gloss over the Liam Neeson thing that Funston dropped in there. With a particular set of skills, we're just kind of like oh, yeah. right past that. Yeah. <laughs> Give me back my son. Yeah, isn't that Liam Neeson or is that Mel Gibson? No, I think that was Mel. No, that was Mel Gibson. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I, uh, get, I get all of the like uh, that was ransom movie. Yeah, that, that was, was ransom. ransom. Yeah, all the kids getting kidnapped. Give me back my son. You know, there really should be like a Liam Neeson versus Mel Gibson like kidnap movie. That would probably be like the uh, <laughs> penultimate of kidnap movies. That would be fantastic. You mentioned Isaiah Pacheco, fifteen for one oh seven, just consistently moving into, I think, a more serviceable option that you can feel confident about. I mean, obviously, the Chargers were easy to run on. Speaking of the Chargers, though, this is fascinating. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams both returned. 
Mike Williams, I think I mentioned, he tweaked his ankle and got ruled out in the game. Keenan Allen was some version, I suppose, a part of the offense. But the thing that really could have hurt people, and I went and checked on it, Josh Palmer was a monster in this game. And it's probably hard to deny, not just that the Chiefs, obviously, the offense is, or the defense is going to give up points, but you know that there's a little bit more focus with Keenan Allen back in the uh, on the offense. Josh Palmer, 8 for 106, two scores on 10 targets, 58% owned on Yahoo. So he's a little bit about- over that marker. So talk to me about Palmer <laughs> and what he can be in this offense. I'm, well, I'm so it. freaking annoyed. Yeah, like this is what I said this two weeks ago when I said Josh Palmer replaces Mike Williams, not Keenan Allen before that game when they first came back. And I said, this is why you should be excited for Josh Palmer now because this is what we wanted with Keenan Allen. And it was before even Keenan Allen came back. And why I said I don't want to talk about it is because when early in the week when I had my rankings out, I had Josh Palmer's a top 15 wide receiver ready to roll. And then they both came back. And I was like, well, guess Josh Palmer's down to wide receiver 40. And then Mike Williams misses one, and he's back to what he should have been. It's not 15. That's what I don't want to talk about. It's just frustrating. But, like, a lot of people dropped him because he was well over 60%, and a lot of people did because both were back, and there's roster crunches, and I understand it. I even gave some people the pass because they're – their teams were st- – if people are listening to the show, a lot of these people have stacked rosters, and it's like the worst one to drop was Josh Palmer with both being back. But you immediately have to go right back and pick him up, hopefully, because this is – as long as he's not replacing Keenan Allen and it's not Mike Williams and Josh Palmer, Josh Palmer is a top 25 wide receiver. Lock it in, guaranteed. I've said that before. I'm Brandon. Yeah. You would easily drop that stupid Kadarius Tony for Josh Palmer to pick him back up if he's out there. Easily, because you guys remember, I was – I was saying that, like, if Josh Palmer were to, were to take all of Jalen Guyton's, you know, targets from last year, that I still thought he would be ser- serviceable as a number three in this offense. And um, so, yeah, I, I think I'm absolutely dropping Kadarius Tony for Josh Palmer. I, I did get I – have, I have him on a couple teams. And I did start him in one, and I didn't start him in the other. But, like, I just think with the dearth of wide receivers out there on the waiver wire that Josh Palmer, even as a number three – um, and I don't know what Mike Williams's deal is. If we'll see him next week, I haven't read up on, on how bad that, that is, but it seems like they might, you know, go easy with him a little bit more. So I, I love Josh Palmer, as Jake said, in a world where he's the number two and Keenan Allen is drawing the most attention. That also was kind of part of the question though. It's like, if both of those guys are back, you know, should we feel confident? Should you feel confident about you know, Palmer just being the guy. I mean, obviously they're going to take a lot of focus uh, defensively. And you saw Herbert specifically going to Josh Palmer that even if Mike Williams is back, should Josh Palmer be a wide receiver three moving forward? In fantasy, uh, wide receiver three? Fantasy. No, that's still say four. You still get the big games, but any, any three, there's no three that's a guarantee every single week in fantasy. Like even Cole Beasley when he was the three for Buffalo and always checking it at wide receiver 36 at the end of the year. It was a lot of fours with some threes mixed in and some twos. Obviously, Palmer has the higher ceiling, but no three is ever going to be a guarantee to start just because you are the three. And Keenan Allen did have, what he had, 94 yards in his first game and still wasn't necessarily 100% in that. So, yeah. We had that if big, it's just those two. a long catch at the very end of the game. Took him a while yeah. to, get, to get there, but yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, I think he was like three for 34 up until like the very end of the game. So he and wasn't doing it. Yeah, no, it, it absolutely still counts. Um, all right. Going over to one of the bigger performances of the weekend. So we saw Joe Mixon get knocked out. Samaj P. Ryan comes in. Wasn't insane in the backfield. 11 for 30 against the Pittsburgh Steelers, but caught four passes for 52 yards and three touchdowns. 
a lot could be made about nothing, I suppose. But Brandon, are you interested in acquiring off of the wire Simaje P. Ryan after this week? I don't think uh, Joe Mixon's going to miss any significant time or anything. It's just a concussion, I'll maybe just, a week <laughs> at worst. But what's your thoughts? I'll just channel Jake saying, you shouldn't be going to the waiver wire and adding him right now. You should have been on your team like five weeks ago. <laughs> That's kind of Thank what you. we've what we've been saying like you know in the straight up alexander madison handcuff world yes. Ryan's like you know top three or four he's on that list of the guys that don't have any fantasy utility while they're the backups but get thrust into a you know a bell cow workload if they do and and p ryan's been that guy just like we've seen alexander madison be that guy he's so he should have been out there yes absolutely just even if Joe Mixon were to have a, a quick return from a concussion and be out there, it, let this be like the, you know, the wake up call that, oh, yeah, that's what Samaji P. Ryan can do if he's called into action. Now, three, I mean, I would expect normally it'd be more on the rushing side, but he is a good receiver and he has done good work in the passing game. But the three TDs, obviously, that's a little bit of an anomaly. But yeah, Eight. go out and get Samaji P. Ryan. 8% owned on Yahoo, just to point that's out. That's insane. That's gone down. It's not, yeah. it's not gone up. It's gone down. Uh, Jake, anything to add on the P Ryan front? Are you looking to to try to uh, aggressively add him? I mean, obviously for the obvious reasons you talked about, but off of that performance, is this something you want to go jump in on? A hundred percent. We've already seen this before. We've already seen him put up top fifteen running back numbers when Joe Mixon's missed time in past years. This isn't shouldn't be new to anybody that it's you know played before two thousand twenty two. Samaje P Ryan, take a look. Najee Harris. This was the other one that we were talking about a little bit ago. I really want to know the confidence level that we're back on. Najee Harris, 20 carries, 90 yards, two touchdowns. It's two straight games of 20 carries and 90 yards. He had the two scores. He had a couple catches, which is, was a little vintage Najee Harris, four for 26, so 116 total yards. Is your confidence level, Jake, back with Najee Harris as a top, I don't know, let's throw 15. out 15 running back. Yeah, okay, there you go. Same there thing. you go. Yes. Yeah, so I speculated on this show and the all-in-football show, too. I said both things both times. I'm not taking this a victory lap like I was guaranteeing it to happen. But I speculated and said, remember Antonio Gibson last year? We thought he needed multiple weeks to get healthy. And the commanders, well, football team last year, took that by. And Gibson came back, and that was the stretch run. He was top 15 the rest of the way. And granted, some of that came with no J.D. McKissick towards the end there. But at the same time, you know, maybe the list Frank wasn't 100% to start the year. It's been getting slightly better as they therapy it whatever you want to call it, throughout the year and it was close enough that this layoff kind of got him back to where he just needed a little bit of time off he looked bursty er that's a thing like he didn't look a hundred percent Najee harris like he's still a little bit but he was at least getting to the edge and actually turning the corner the biggest thing is jalen warren got hurt and that's where the passing game use came from so i still have concerns about that and that's why i said 15 and not top 10 because Najee harris top 10 is the fact that he led the running backs in all the league in receptions last year. That's not happening unless Warren misses time. He's 20 carries, 20 carries. He got the passing game work because of no Warren. So top 15, sure. If Warren's out for an extended amount of time, maybe even creeps back towards the RB1, but it would be low end because this offensive line and the offense is still not that great. Brandon, how low can you go? Can you get Najee Harris' confidence level back to RB1? Well, I, I traded him. I'm jaded right now. I'm bitter. Uh, <laughs> Also had the over on 12 and a half receiving yards from Jalen Warren, who, as Jake mentioned, has mm. been killing it and killing that number and has been basically that's what they've been using him like as a way to get him on the field has been in some passing games. So that's why Najee Harris's bump in the passing game. Hamstring injuries. 
I mean, this could be a multiple week injury for Jalen Warren. I mean, I mean, hamstring typically are. If the guy's dealing with the hamstring, you're almost automatically ruling him out for next week. And then you're, you know, you're thinking, okay, it could be, you know, we'll see about the week after that, but it could be multiple weeks. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not looking at Najee's schedule right now, but I, the one thing that won't go away is the fact that the offensive line is terrible. But offensive lines that play together get better as they go on. So it's possible that they could, you know, we're seeing a little bit of that as well. Um, Coming out Pittsburgh has almost a top five playoff matchup, 15, 16, 17 for running backs. Yeah. So let me test you guys on this. Tony Pollard, even with Zeke active this week, was a Pollard. dude. Okay. So you did ruin my setup. <laughs> Damn, ruin my setup. <laughs> I know. Um, I so you both are going to take Pollard. Well, Tony Pollard, 189 <laughs> yards, six catches, two touchdowns, uh, even with Zeke out there. So with Zeke, it's, is it, it's Pollard just absolutely confidently over Najee Harris, even when Zeke is active? It's so well, I will say this the jokes aside, and part of that comes to like the jokes I made on last year on Twitter last year about the Tony Pollard and Chuck Norris and all that stuff. But if you told me today Warren was done for the year, I'd probably take Najee Harris, but it would be so super close. I just think Warren's going to come back, and I just I don't know if that list, Frank, with more games, like three or four games as we get to the playoffs, it's like, oh, it's starting to aggravate up again. And, you know, this is like, okay, that layoff helped him, but it's going to come back. Uh, and maybe that's a good, hey, Funston, a good question for Virginia Zakis. Does Liz Frank come back with more and more action? Um, but that being said, it's close enough that if Warren was done, but the reason I'm saying Tony Pollard by the hair, I do think Zeke's going to get a little more touches in his next game back next week or actually Thanksgiving on Thursday, but I would take Tony Pollard just because I don't have that risk. I don't, you know, I'm not worried about no passing game use, but so that's the differentiator is whether or not Warren is done for the year. So Brandon, there's are there no restrictions for you with Tony Pollard with Zeke coming back. I mean, Zeke scored his touchdowns. He's going to get the goal line stuff. I mean, Tony Pollard, I, I haven't seen for three years looks, he's the better back. He just, he's dynamic in the offense. I love seeing him in all facets of it. I'm kind of done with Zeke. The team is not, He'll always get usage. It's going to be annoying. But are there any restrictions for you as far as how you are going to throw Tony Pollard out there? Well, so this, I just did a quick count here. They had 41 touches between the two of them. That's not, that's never going to be a norm. 30, 30 combined is going to be a lot typically for, for a running back group. So my curiosity would have been like, if this was a normal game and it was like a little bit more contested, like what would the touch you know, a workload would have been, would Zeke have gotten his 20 and Pollard, you know, instead of 21 gets 15. Like, I don't know, but I, I feel like we're probably looking at an even 50, 50 split. And I also feel like Dallas is probably just going to lean into their backfield uh, as like the, the strength of this team and in the, in the passing game as well. So I, uh, so what was the question? Because like, I'm like, I think <laughs> do you have restrictions? I mean, do you have any restrictions? Like when you're sitting out here and what you're building it, well, like, let me build it like this. You guys say, or maybe not you, but this is Jake. Najee Harris is top 15 running back. And then you just, you don't even let me finish the question and answer Pollard over Najee Harris. So is, is Tony Pollard a RB one with Zeke on the team? Uh, no, no, but I don't think Najee, neither one of us have Najee Harris as an RB one either. I think, when you're looking, you know, Jake said top 15. I think I'm right there with Pollard. And the thing is, is even on a light week, if Pollard's getting 15 touches, you got to remember Pittsburgh couldn't stay in games and they were having a hard time getting Najee to 15 touches earlier in the year. So like, even as the, as the straight up bell cow in Pittsburgh, it, the, the touch count because Dallas is so much better could be very similar. Even if he's split in time with Ezekiel. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This one should be fun. Oh, my God. Cam Akers did something. He might be back. Zombie Jake uh, from the grave. Kyron uh, Williams, though, led in snaps. uh, uh, Daryl Henderson. I wrote Daryl. Daryl Henderson completely vanished. Without you, you already tried to answer the question before I even asked it. I'm about ready to go go on a Naheem Hines-esque rant right now. Like, we're in week we're in week 12. Why are we talking about the Rams' backfield? Because it's war- no. Uh, okay, no, no. no, so no. I'm about to go on a rant. No, hold on a second. I'm about to go on a rant here, Brandon. Because it's it's fantasy warranted conversation. Cam Akers has been is dog it? crap the whole. How, it is. What, what it is, is because the Rams' backfield? I don't care if it's, it's so the, niche. I mean, we're 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 helping like five people out right here. No, we're not. No, 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 we're not. I'm with you, Fuston. We're not helping anyway. The reason we're saying this, Welsh, is because. It doesn't help anybody to chase this backfield. Stay that. And this that's is the advice. Why you talk about it. That is why I bring it up because there are people out there that I know. I'm Darryl giving Henderson, you a hard time more than. And, and I'm now I'm getting pissed. Daryl Henderson <laughs> has been the guy after after you got nonstop crap for your Cam Akers stuff in the beginning of the season. Daryl Henderson's the guy. This offense sucks, and then all of a sudden this week, Cam Akers, who is going to be readily available, gets the bulk of the carries. Even if it's the total nothing burger, how is it not worth talking about? That baffles me. No, it's worth that talking about. It's not Naheem Hines no, no, no. conversation. See, where That's you're getting craziness. hung up, you're getting hung up and being talking about it versus being actionable. That's the thing. This is like so. What we're saying, I believe, Funston's with me on this. What we're saying is the actual point of it. We're, it is fancy relevant to talk about it, but it's not fancy relevant to do anything with it. Do Agreed. not touch it. So there you go. So Agreed. do not touch it. Because you know why? Daryl Henderson got the start. Daryl Henderson got four touches. And then all of a sudden it was like, what the hell happened? Where are four snaps or whatever it was? Like he was out there and then he just disappeared for the rest of the game. So I don't know. He didn't look hurt. I don't know if he went over there and told Sean McVay he didn't like his hair. I don't know. Who knows? He gone. And you know who looked better in that game? Kyron Williams. So no, the Rams suck. Matthew Stafford's probably not going to be out there again. The offensive line sucks. The team sucks. Trying to yeah. chase this backfield is going to make your life suck. That's 12 points per <laughs> game in half. 12 points per game from the backfield in half PPR setup. For the backfield. For, for, that's four points worse than the 31st ranked team. Uh, they haven't had a double-digit score in over a month, and it's they've had three on the year, two by Daryl Henderson, one by Cam Akers. Like, like I, yeah. So, I look, to your point, yeah, it's – to your point, Chris, is – let this be. Let us just put it out there that don't go chasing this backfield. That's it's simply the the advice here. I always sing it. Don't go chasing yeah. Rams running backs. <laughs> so don't pick up your cam makers, and uh, that is what you guys have walked away from this. You don't need cam makers. Uh, the final one before the waiver wire. Uh, interestingly enough, because I don't see this guy in your waiver wire, and. I imagine I'm going to get something along the lines of we told you you should have done this weeks ago, which is fine. But Devin Singletary, 18 for 86 in a score. But James Cook looks great. 11 for 86 as he gets a little bit more in the offense. 
It's a little bit of nothing, I suppose. There's still Devin Singletary there, but uh, only 17% owned in Yahoo right now is James Cook, and he didn't show up on your guys' wire after that game. Is there no um, is there no future advancement for you, Jake, in wanting to acquire James Cook here? Can I say it now? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, wait, yeah, no, go ahead. I, I waited long enough that time. I'm going to actually start cut. You know what I'll do? I'll make it easier on everybody. I'm going to just start cutting those same lines that we say, and I will just play them as a soundbite, uh, and it'll make it easier so you don't have to repeat them. But yes, please, oh, go so, ahead, Jake. So, so I don't have to say nope again? Yep. Nope. Because <laughs> I, look, I don't know how many times people have to chase this one, too, and I know that's not what you're saying, but I don't know how many times people have to chase this backfield second option and then if it's ever a timeshare, the only reason we like to have a Singletary is because he's getting the vast majority of the touches and he's doing well with them. If this ever becomes a split, it's going to just ruin Singletary and both of them because you're never no- going to know when to start James Cook. You're never going to know just in the past when you were starting Zach Moss as they tried that experience multiple times or anybody else because it's a Josh Allen backfield, it's a Cam Newton backfield, it's a Justin Fields, Lamar Jackson. All these basically come down to one usable running back and that running back is usable when he's getting 60 plus percent of the work. And that's the only one you want. You don't want the second one. You don't want to risk Justice Hill and his every other game potentially with the Ravens. You don't want to risk all those other options back with Cam Newton. It was only Christian McCaffrey though, that one year. So, or maybe two years, whatever it is. The point being, don't do it. Just move on. Pick up, if your trade deadline has a pack, pick him up because people want to trade for him. People still love James Cook. Well, he's in He's in the line of Samaj P. Ryan-esque Yes, people. that's where. Like, Yes. That's, yeah. If you have room to stash him because if Devin Singletary goes down, that, you know, it's a huge it's a huge get. So you do want to be yes. in position for that if you have the ability. But yeah, to Jake's point, like he had 11 carries in week two and then he hasn't had more than five in any week until this week. And it was against Cleveland, who was among the worst run defenses in the league. But one thing I've been disappointed about the whole talk was, oh, we're going to bring him in because they want a pass catching running back. And he never catches passes. And they brought Naheem Hines over it. And uh, yeah, I'm going to be the guy to bring it up. But he doesn't catch passes for him either. Josh Allen doesn't throw to the running back. So uh, it, except every once in a while to Devin Singletary. But um, but yeah, I will say he's worth, if you have a deeper bench, the Samaji P. Ryan type of pickup for sure. James Cook, only 14 targets on the year. And nine of those came in two games. So I, it, it, <laughs> it, it, is, it is wild. He just looks better. But at the end of the day, um, the Bills just don't. That's that's the thing that holds you back. This was a uh, an anomaly more than anything else. So that takes us to the waiver wire. James Cook is not on it. But Jake, who is on your uh, your big board for uh, early waiver wire pickups? Well, we already talked about two of them. So the wide receiver, Josh Palmer and Darius Slayton, if you haven't picked them up by now, we've talked about them so many weeks that I just threw them out there. It's like, hey, this is where that emoji comes in for my waiver column with the huffy face. Like, I, I don't know what more to say. You've heard everything at this point. If you don't want them, you don't want them, but hopefully you do. This Samaj P. Ryan would be number one after everything we talked about before. And then I'll go back to Peoples Jones, who uh, technically that was a road game, question mark. Uh, so Donovan Peoples Jones continues to do work and Sean Watson's coming back. If you're oh, going deeper, took that from me. No, I didn't say Deshaun Watson. I, just, I said he's coming back. If you want to go deeper, I was saving that for you. Easy, easy there, Faustin. <laughs> I was gonna say Justin Watson oh. at wide receiver. Yes, if you're going deeper, if you want Justin Watson and you need wide receiver help with no Kadarius Tony, assuming Kadarius Tony is a multiple week absence, even with Juju coming back, I think Watson's more intriguing to me than Marquez Valdez Scantling, who's just you know essentially five big games this year, and then super deep. I mean, maybe the answer is not Devin Duvernay. Maybe the answer is Demarcus Robinson. Like maybe. he just—they needed the bigger option. Like, like the Marquise, Marquise, mm, 
Marquise Brown, the downfield option, was great for giving him that. And it's like Devin Duvernay, you thought could be Rashad Bateman-like, but he's just not. He has some downfield ability, some. He has some Bateman-likeness, some. But both of those things being some, just not that good. I'm not counting on Demarcus Robinson. But again, there are people who listen to this show who are in deeper leagues, 12 team. These guys have been long gone as they should be, 14 team leagues and such. So I, you got to pay it to Demarcus Robinson. That's what, two good games in the games that they've been working without Rashad Bateman. So nine, nine catches, 128 yards. Uh, really thought this was going to be who Duvernay was and that ain't happening. So uh, why not take a risk? Brandon, who do you got on your, uh, on your top three for the waivers? Yeah, well, you might have to hold your nose, but I had Deshaun Watson. It was the last week of Deshaun Watson being kind of like uh, under the cover of, of suspension games, right? This is his last one before he's turned loose. So what, look at next week, he's not, going, he, he's not going to be anything close to a secret. Right now, he's like 48% rostered in Yahoo leagues, which is surprising to me because we're only one week away from him coming back. And we have a really trashy QB class this year. And we've talked about this all year long about how it's kind of top heavy. And then it's just like a, a wide open streaming field. So Deshaun Watson, especially maybe if you're, you have Justin Fields, you know, um, might be time to, to carve out a spot for him, but uh, I would put him there. And then Paris Campbell still available in a lot of leagues. The Matt Ryan Paris Campbell connection continues to go. It's last four games, no worse than what he had on Sunday, which is five catches He's like consistently 60 to 70 yards and he has a touchdown in three of those four games. So like Paris Campbell's out there and he's just been, you know, bringing it. And all the other guys that Jake mentioned, I had on my list as well. Well, not Justin Watson, but, um, and not Demarcus Robinson, but all, <laughs> all the other guys. Jake, is there any plan with Thanksgiving? I imagine it's probably not, but is there's any early uh, article, article just coming out same time as normal with everything like that since it comes out like, you know, Tuesday night into Wednesday, everything's mm-hmm. going to stay normal? Yes, everything's going to stay normal. And what's not normal, we actually got breaking news before we finished the show for a change. <laughs> Is it Kyle Pitts what, torn MCL? Oh, oh, oh it go. was a torn, not an MCL sprain. Torn MCL out for the year then. Yeah. Uh, the one other thing I, so Fonston was asking me about it before the show because we had the newsroom ask us about it. I noticed, I just, it just hit me that it's not even on the news there. Jameson Williams cleared to practice. Jameson Williams should be picked up. He would actually make the list. I would stash him over Watson and Robinson just on the playoff upside alone. Mm, good call. I didn't even see that. Yeah, absolutely. Jameson Williams coming Williams coming back. It would be a huge, huge get if he's actually out there. Kyle Pitts out, so you can move on with your tight ends. And the article, normal time that you can get over at the Athletics. So make sure you guys are locked in so you can get all your waiver wire stuff because we've got Thanksgiving Day games. I'm imagining, Jake, that top twenty list of funsies is probably gonna be circled around some Thanksgiving. Stuff. It already has correct? been. I'm trying to think of like something I haven't done yet. I was going to maybe do like the top 10 worst side dishes, maybe because I haven't done like worst yet. I've already I've hit everything else. I, I think that fits your brand pretty good. I think you should do Does you it? should do like the war. Yeah, like the worst sides or the worst, uh, worst meals for Thanksgiving. I think that's a good idea. I like that. how to All ruin right. Thanksgiving. Top 10. Yeah. Oh, even better, even better. How to ruin Thanksgiving. Talk about Cam Akers. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for the show. You guys can check out the article. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at All In Kid. He'll be tweeting out the article. And you can follow Brandon at Brandon Funston. I am over at Is It The Welsh. And that is it for the podcast. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. And we'll be back again on Wednesday for the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. You guys have a fantastic week. We'll talk to you in like two days. Bye-bye. 